Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a medical swab, and I love films. As Mark Twain once said... For business reasons, I must preserve the outward signs of sanity. I will always praise Citizen Kane, despite having never actually seen it. Wow, you've never seen it, Mark Twain. You're mad. It's actually really good. I know it looks boring, but it isn't. Every week, I invite a special guest over. I tell them they've died. Then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Sharon Stone, Kevin Smith, Roisin Connery, and even Leddy Pambles. But this week, it is the amazing and brilliant Mr. Jamali Maddox. Get over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you get about an extra 20, 25 minutes with Jamali. We talk about openings of films, closings of films. He tells an amazing secret. You get the whole episode uncut and also as a video. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Your two TV missions, if you've not done this already, are to watch season one of Ted Lasso on the Apple TV Plus app and season one of Soulmates on Amazon Prime. One will make you happy, the other will make you question your own relationships. So, Jamali Maddox, oh, he is a very good comedian. He's also made some documentaries and he is now on the current season of Taskmaster on Channel 4. We recorded this a few weeks ago on Zoom. He's brilliant. We got deep into some stuff. We talked about some fun stuff, some serious stuff, all sorts. I think you're going to love it. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 139 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is I, Brett Goldstein, and I am joined today by a actor, a writer, a stand-up, a host, a documentarian, a brave soldier of good, a hero, a legend, and a vapor. Please welcome to the show the brilliant Jamali Maddox. Yo, what's up, man? Yo, I, I appreciate vapor the most. Yeah, that was I left that till last. That's like the pinnacle. Yeah, I think that was the big crescendo. People like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. vapor. Fuck yeah, man. That's a real. That's a real one right there. (laughs) That's a real skill. Where's he learn that shit? An actor is a yeah. I mean, especially when you're telling me actor, like you're a real actor. You know what I'm saying? Like I just say a couple lines in Friends sitcoms badly. (laughs) Listen, that's acting. I hear that, bro. I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. Well, firstly, how are you? You're right. How's your pandemic? I'm good, bro. Yeah, you know, man. Like I've, I've sort of, it's sort of like the seven stages of grief, if it's seven or whatever. How many stages? Mm-hmm. And I'm at the point of acceptance now, where I'm just like, as long as there's food in my fridge. Like <laughs> I started saying things like that now, like food in my fridge and bills are paid. So you know, yeah. But I, yeah, I'm fine, bro. It's just fucking, you know, I'm just ready to get back to some type of normalcy. But then also that weird feeling of not really remembering what that is. Oh, no. Do you know what I'm saying though? Like it's all that I remember. It. But it's, uh... Yeah, no, I feel it. And I, I feel like every time they say lockdown's over, part of me gets anxious and goes, but, 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 what, but then what? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> What's the then what is life? Yeah. It's a weird feeling. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm good, bruv. I'm solid, man. And I don't know if you've been thinking this. I, I've been, you know, really missing gigs. But now yeah. when I think about a gig, I'm like, 
my sort of fear is that the audience are going to be fucking rabid <laughs> because they're, they're all just going to be feral because everyone's been locked inside and it's going to be like... Oh, facts. It's going to be like junglers in the early 2000s, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be every gig. Is this going to be Jungler's Portsmouth? Like every gig, is this going to even like the yeah, even like a nice gig like Sunday special is going to have extra security. (laughs) (laughs) But that's very niche reference for the audience. But like you know, it's going to be it's going to be mad. I think. I think. But you know, I remember when the last lockdown ended, when we had that little break. Yeah, the audience has got a lot younger. You know, I'm saying, which isn't a bad thing. You know, and they sort of like a younger audience, and it's sort of people up for it. So I think, I think, I think uh, it will bounce back. Hopefully, yeah. you know, comedy and shit, but we'll see. You made a show, if we can talk, if you're not bored of talking about it, I just want to ask you a couple of questions about it. You made a yeah. show with Vice called Hate Thy Neighbour. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really extraordinary. And the reason I called you a brave soldier is because, you know, you put yourself, I don't know how much security you had around you. I don't know how it was made. None. We didn't have none. None. And you put no, yourself no. deep in extremist hate groups around the world, mm-hmm. basically, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess my question, what I genuinely like to know is, having done all that and seen all the things you saw, how often did you feel sort of like hopeless, like, fuck, these people are fucked, this is so dark? And how often did you feel empathy or understanding or like, oh, I see what's going on here and there is a way out of this sort of thing? Or was it um, like, how, how negative an experience was it, I guess? Yeah. Do you know what? It's like this, yeah. Because, you know, I thought about it a lot. It was a little while ago, too. So I've, mm. I've kind of been able to separate that time from now. Yeah. And at the time, when I'm making it, like, if it sounds weird, but I'm sort of in character. So I yeah. don't have as much, like, so I don't think as much stuff of, uh, in terms of empathy and stuff. It's only when I step away or, you know, fear and all that type of stuff, you know, different ends of the spectrum. But it's not the hate groups that worry you because they're the most extreme versions of an idea. And mm. they are small, you know, for me to sit here and tell you that, you know, there's going to be another actual Nazis with swastikas, red swastika uprising is I, I find it very unlikely, you know. But the real uh, worrying thing is sometimes those ideas that you hear from the extremists, you hear in sort of much more digestible things in normal people. Right. You know what I'm saying right. though? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, so you know, just because cause I think what it is is we all we all, you know, any reasonable person can hear about, you know, gassing Jews and go, that is fucked up. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But that extreme idea isn't the idea you have to worry about because mm. that's so extreme that even racist people go, wait, that's fucking mad. But it's yeah. the sort of more some of their ideas are quite mainstream in terms mm. of stuff you hear every day that is yeah. wrong and that's worrying do you know what I'm that makes a lot of sense it's those, yeah. sort of, it's those sort of things that they sort of some of their beliefs are beliefs that I hear from people every day mm. and that's what that's 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 what I go yo that's fucked up you know yeah. because you, it just shows you how hate can grow and how these ideas sort of snowball yeah. into like, much bigger ideas and sort of go more extreme so it's like you know but in terms of actual just normal conservatism and stuff, you kind of don't mm. sort of think about it or sort of normal liberalism. I sort of saw the most extreme ends of the left and the right. So it's kind of like I don't get too swept up and go, oh, my God, it's all crazy. But it's like, you know, we, you know, if we're being honest, it's TV. We suck. We, um, You go and try and find <laughs> the yeah, people yeah, that yeah. have the most extreme ends of that view. So it's not, yeah. you know, so in that sense, you don't get that. Um, yeah. Do you, uh... Does that make sense? Do you keep in touch with any of them? Do you know what? I, I, do you know what? There's been a handful that I've seen after the show. There's a couple I ran into. Oh, really? There's one I saw at a music festival. No way. Right? There's one I saw at a music festival. He was, um, it was an episode where we went to Berkeley University where it was about free speech. It was where Milo Yiannopoulos was mm-hmm. going to speak at Berkeley. And the guy I saw was, he was a part of the conservative group that brought him in. Right. And, you know, there was like, because I remember him and he was like, I didn't dislike the guy, you know, he had to really, there was this one bit where basically he's been given these flyers by Milo and he's like, he's a conservative, but he's pretty, you know, he's pretty normal dude, you know, he's just like some young Asian guy. I think he's like maybe uh, East Asian, so I think he's like Indian and he's like a young Indian guy and, you know, 21, liked rave music, but was just physically conservative and joined this group. Anyway, so he, um. He got given these flyers by like Milo Yiannopoulos and it just said things like Antifa, Antifa, you know, it just, everything was like 
in fight. It was crazy. Mm. And it was just his face as he opened it and went, oh, no. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, because he's brought this guy in. So it yeah. looks like he's responsible now. And then, so oh, like, and then, like, yeah, then, then, then all you see is me on camera just go, that's fucked. <laughs> and I just kept on laughing, saying, you're fucked. Like, I just couldn't stop laughing. And I saw him at a music festival and he came up to me and, you know, he, he you know, he, he, he was, he was, I think, I think he was on Molly, but he gave me like a, a mm. hug and that. And he was like, he actually thanked me. He was like, you know, I appreciate that you sort of was, you wasn't too unfair with me. And I mm. saw another person who was a trans woman. Uh, so she, she was a man, transitioned into a woman and then basically was anti-trans and anti-feminist. Like it's a, yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was one of them ones. And I saw her at a um, a convention. Right. And she came up to me and said, hello. You know, so the ones I've seen have been fine. Like, yeah. no one, you know, the ones that I've seen. And one of the, the black Israelites who were like the black spiritual nationalist group who thought the white man was the devil and stuff. Mm. Uh, he mess- he messaged me. He messages me now and again on Facebook. <laughs> and he'll say shit like, he still says like, he would message me saying, uh, uh, white man's still the devil and shit like that. And, uh, you know. <laughs> So a couple of them still staying, uh, still reach out and say hello and stuff. Because I think they kind of appreciated that. Even like I was up front with them, I would tell them from the jump, I don't agree with anything you say. I think yeah. you're crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I always said to them, like, I will take the piss out of your ideas, but because you're fat, I'm not going to say you're fat or I'm not going to take the piss out of the fact that you're old or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But your ideas, I'm going to fucking take the piss out of because I think it's stupid. Yeah. And they kind of, and I stuck to my word on that. You know what I mean? I think they kind of appreciated that. Some of them, I mean, some of them are just fascists, but the sort of less crazy ones. How often were you thinking, I'm in too deep, this is scary? I'm, I'm no, you never, you, you just kind of, I mean, there was a couple, there was a couple sticky moments, like, you know, because you, 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 I mean, you're in America in certain states and there's just things like people have guns. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, there was one where we interviewed this guy. It never went to air, but we interviewed this guy who was like a, a sort of one percenter where they're like kind of, uh, they don't believe in the government and shit. And I, and I don't know what the miscommunication was. I don't know if it was one of the producers had told him something different or if he was just talking shit. But mm-hmm. I started asking about the one percenters and he was like, you're not here to ask me about that. You're here to ask me about hunting. And I'm like, why the fuck do you think I want to ask you about hunting? Like, but he had blocked. So just the way his car was parked, he had blocked us in. And oh, he's got a gun and he's mad. You know what I'm saying though? Yeah, and it's yeah, shit yeah. like that where you go, man, like, you know, you have to de-escalate that situation because yeah. those situations can heat up so much where, you know, you know, something happens, someone pushes someone, yeah. a, you know, punch, and then someone shoots someone. Like, it's just, it shit happens like that, you know? And the, 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 I'll say, the, but the one that was the one where I was like, it was the only time where I was like, yo, this is a situation that I shouldn't be in mm. was when I went to the White Power Music Festival in Ukraine. Fuck. And there was like dudes stabbing each other. Like, I saw a guy stabbing another guy in the head. My God. Like, this guy was like, they were like pushing each other, like mosh pitting. Then one of the guys hit the guy, and the guy just went, yeah? And just went, like that, right in his head. And just started fucking yanking him in the head. Oh like, it was fucking, and the guy was bleeding everywhere. And then all we heard on the tannery was something in Ukrainian. And I said, what, what did the guy say on the tannery? And he was like, oh, the guy said, can everyone please put away their knives? And there was a guy standing next to me, he had a knife, and he went, oh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that was shit. like, the, yeah, that was the one time where I was like, yo, and people were fucking mad I was there. Like, they were not happy yeah. I was there. Just were you there. given any, any uh, like, training beforehand no. in terms of de-escalation and stuff? No, like when no, you, no, 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 no. I'm interested you say you have to de-escalate it. Like, what's your technique <laughs> of de-escalation? Um, well, the thing is, as well is, you know, I'm not fucking, I'm not a superman. Just you know what I'm saying? I ain't no fucking tough guy. But, you know, like, I grew up in a fucking shithole area. And you just know how to carry yourself. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. And like, so it's like when I went to the White Power, when I went to this uh, clan rally once, I went to a clan bar <laughs> and they were like burning a cross and they tried to intimidate me. And I just stood my ground, like, I've right. above, you know, and they were trying to, like, you know, they were saying how they were going to try to lynch me and all this type of shit, like in my earshot. And I just stood my ground and, and I just, you know, I, I didn't budge and I said, but I ain't going nowhere. This is, I'm here. If you've got an issue with that, then you got to do what you got to do. And when I was leaving, the one of them had the mics on and he was like, you know what? I don't like that, but he's got some boost. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, they fucking, they didn't like me, but they were like, bro, he's got booze, bro. I'm going to give it to him, bro. He fucking, you know what I mean? He came to the belly of the beast and he weren't, he weren't flinching. You know? Yeah. And, it, you know, just realizing, bro, and, you know, the, you know, being, having humor and, and all that type of stuff. Because there was a couple of times where people try and test you. I mean, there was one time where I said something about a president. I, I think I was even joking about it, but I said something. And then one of the guys said to the guy, you know, he, I went to this, it was sort of like, you know, like where they do the bull, bull fighting and shit. And the, the, okay. the rodeo. All right. And then one of the guys was like, yeah, I told a couple of guys what you said. And they said this. And I said, fuck, man, you can tell them they can come talk to me about it. Then. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and then that's sort of, because they, they're just testing you. They're not yeah. really going to do nothing to you. It's just to testing you and they're seeing where you're at. And if you just, you know, it's not like being violent or being tough and being like, well, I'll fight all of you. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's stupid. It's just just standing your ground and being like, okay, well, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? And as well, what you realize as well is that, you know, they're on camera and no one ain't really going to do nothing to you yeah. on camera. And even like the one with the EDL where that, you know, the, it looked like, you know, he was trying to fight me. To be honest with you, bro, he wasn't going to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. wasn't. You know what I'm saying? He had ample opportunity to do something. He didn't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you just, you don't, you don't, you know, this is the reality of what's going to happen and what does happen is two different things. The, the the last thing I want to know about on this, if you don't mind, is did you feel with any of them, with any of these extremists, in your conversations with them, did mm. you ever feel like you changed their mind or you affected them with your, or was it always just? Nah. I mean, people like to go back to the, the Nazi one mm-hmm. where I'm talking to the Nazi guy. And what it is, is I had found out that this Nazi guy had a kid with a Native American woman before he was a Nazi. Right. And so I was basically saying to him, well, your kids are the thing that you're against. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like your own flesh and blood yeah. that you say you love is the thing you hate. How does that conflict with you? And he sort of thought about it. He'd never thought about it like that before. And he goes, okay, you know, I never thought about that. But then you hear the news and, you know, he had basically become a lot more. Now he's the leader. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. I think, I think, I think that. He doubled down. You, yeah, I think that's, that, that's what you do, though. You either double down or mm. you don't. And I think, you know, you know, I didn't go in there to change anyone's belief. I'm not fucking, you know, that's not why I was there either. Mm. I don't think you, and I think people were, they're so wrapped up in their own things and, they, and they're so in their own bubble of what it is they believe. Because you think who, what they believe in, everyone around them believes that. Yeah. All of their fucking social media projects that at them. Mm. You know, and I've seen it happen because I remember when I was researching for the show, my YouTube algorithm thought I was far right wing. And all they would do is wow. send me far right wing stuff. God, that's you know what I'm saying though? Yeah. So all of my videos now that I was getting, you might like this, uh, is fucking, maybe the Holocaust didn't happen videos. Oh my and, God. Do you know what I'm saying? And so that shit was wild, man. Like, so I can see, I can see from an outsider mm. how that happens, how these, you know, I think echo chamber and, all these words are words that get thrown around a lot and not mm. really understand. And I never really understood what that was, but it's real, man. It's, real, like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's so fucking real, man, where you can do And it's like both sides too, you know? Yeah. That's all the weird sure. thing you've got to do now, nowadays. You've got to say both sides too. It's, you know, it's both <laughs> the sides, but you know. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was that, man. Fascinating. Uh, oh, very interesting. And, and on a very similar Vane, uh, you're now doing Taskmaster. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, you know what, man? Like, I think, I think that, um, you know, I, 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 you've got to carry on doing the hard hitting stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you you've got what? a brand and you're sticking with it. And I respect I, that. Yeah, so I've got a brand and I'm, you know, I know what my people want. But you know what, man? Like, it's just, it's, I, 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 after that show, I was so willing. Because all the things yeah. I got offered was, it's like, all right, look, what we're going to do is, we're going to put you in a cult and you're going to join it. And it's like, I don't want to fucking do none of that. And I really, you know. I want to throw a potato in a hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's that weird thing. Of, and it's like, you know, not to take it too seriously, but in terms of a career, mm-hmm. you know, I just realized I didn't want that for my career. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's a hard choice because you've got to go, fuck, I'm going to turn down a lot of work. Yeah. And maybe sit at home for a bit, sit on the bench for a little bit, waiting for another project that I want to do. You know what I'm saying, though? Because you can I get totally so know what you're saying. Yeah, because I ended up fucking, you know, I ended up doing another documentary series, and it's just, you know, looking back on it, my heart probably wasn't as in it as much right. as it could have been, you know. And there were so many issues with it, and it's just like, you know, and I had actually been offered something else that I think I wanted to do more, and I should have done the other thing, but you know, you sort of 
show business that weird thing where you sort of like you know but it's your own show and you go to and you go yeah, yeah but I'm, yeah. I'm happy just to be a reoccurring character in this thing that i kind of like you know yeah. what i'm saying though i do yeah so, completely. yeah not so you know do you, yeah, uh, yeah have you started taskmaster have you filmed it have you done it yeah we filmed this it. it's coming out oh. in the 16th of march was it uh fun it was it's a fun fucking show man it's just yeah. fun. it's just silly and it runs because they've done so many seasons they know how to make that show yeah. so it's just smooth you know what i'm saying there's no like no problems occur and it's just and it was okay. just fun and just you can just i'm a comedian first you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i like yeah. and i think you know as i kind of stopped doing silly shit for a long time and there's a lot of fun in silly yeah, you know what yeah, i'm saying sure. like and, I, and i'm and i'm enjoying that i enjoy doing that man like i really it was like a nice pace and i think i think and i hope people like it you know what i'm saying because i know it's like such an institution for people like i you know my my whole joke is i when i'm in character it's that whole kind of thing of like you know i don't really care so i sort of wrote this tweet saying like you know i'm one taskmaster giving minimal effort right just you know for, yeah. and then people are messaging me saying please don't ruin this for me <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that pressure of that and you go yeah, bro like it. because you know, people fucking love that shit yeah man. they do you know and it's, it's, it's fun and it was a good crew you know me uh, I think it's been released now, so I can say it. Yeah, Charlotte Ritchie. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte Ritchie, Lee Mack, Mike yeah. Wozniak, yeah. Yeah, Sarah Kendall. So, lots of some fucking mm. great people, fun show. Fantastic. You know, I had, had a good time, man. Did you learn anything about yourself where you're like, fuck, I'm far more competitive than I thought, or you're not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 100%. Like, there's one, there's one bit, and it was like towards the end of the... It's like, because when you normally do, like, panel shows, mm-hmm. I'm going to give a little secret to your fans here, is... <sighs> I've done panel shows, fuck, I don't know. I've done 10 panel shows, maybe. I don't know. I've done, I can't tell you how many I've won and lost. The points yeah. mean nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. Like, literally, I cannot tell you if I've ever won a panel show. Mm-hmm. That one is the one where you actually care. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah, there's that yeah, one yeah. point where I'm like, you know, and it was too far in the game. And I started, like, arguing. And, I'm, and I had to catch myself. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I went a bit mad there. And everyone was like, no, it's all right. Don't worry. I was like, no, I, I went mad. And I was like, no, but like, how are you going to give him a point? And I was like, wait, what? And I had to catch myself. But I was like, I'm so fucking sorry. I don't know what happened to me. I went fucking crazy for a second. And it does that to you, man. Yeah. Especially when you're around it. other competitive people and shit. And, you know, but yeah, it was, it was a fun show, man. That's great. Jamali, I've forgotten to tell you something. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. I should have told you this in the be- in the beginning, or or at least when we emailed. I should have let you know, but I yeah, I'm just gonna have to say it now and hope yeah. that you're gonna be okay with it. But um, ah, you, you said yeah, okay. Well, I just you've died, you're dead. What? Yeah, this is the this is this like the afterlife. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Tell me, how did you die? I mean, obviously, probably in a in a drive by. Probably I got <laughs> taken by the streets, isn't it? Yeah, it was <laughs> so inevitable. What happened? It was, you know, I after just, Taskmaster, you you didn't put enough effort in, and someone someone just took drove me out <laughs> in the hard streets of Reading. A Taskmaster fan. Wow. Damn, I can't. But this is it. Yeah. Do you worry about wow. death in general? Yeah. I've nearly died so many times. I've died. Oh. I've nearly died a lot, a lot of times. Really? Yeah, like proper near death experiences, and. uh the other ones, what I say, I had one massive near-death experience and that kind of changed my perspective on death a lot, Please where the me. other ones were... So basically, long story short, is I'm going to Australia to do some shows, mm-hmm. but before I go Australia, I do some shows in Asia because it's sort of somewhat... From Asia to Australia is like maybe, you know, 10 hours and then from England. So you, I say, fucking, let me divide. And plus, mm-hmm. I've never been Asia and I want to see Asia, mm-hmm. you know, the money ain't you know, making big money in them areas, but you know, fuck it. So I go Indonesia first and I'm feeling kind of weird, but I'm like, oh, it's jet lag. And I get to Bangkok and I'm feeling just like bad and ill. So I'm like, bro, I need to go like, I need to go um, doctors maybe. And basically I I wake up, I go downstairs and I just black out, right? I just collapse on the floor and they come, this hotel rush up to me and they're just like, yo, where are you at? Like, are you right? And I'm just like, yeah, like, and they're like, we'll get you a tuk-tuk, right? So I'm in the back of this tuk-tuk. I go to the hospital and the nurse or the doctor puts a thing in my mouth and nose and says, oh, you've got influenza, like you've got the flu. And I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, nah, 
you've never every time you think you have the flu you have a cold this is the flu and i'm like all right cool so i went and did a show right actually went and did the show and then i come back and i'm still feeling fucked up right and then basically i go to i i I go back to my yard i'm I'm going sleep as i'm going to sleep i feel like that my heart is being like grabbed and clawed at like Mm -hmm. i feel like and i can feel myself blacking out and i'm sweating and i'm sweating buckets bro and i can feel myself i can't breathe mm. and i'm like fuck i'm 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 going and i couldn't and it's that weird feeling of falling asleep and lose and it's like it's not even like falling asleep it's sort of like losing a grip where your eyes are open but it's like a black hole is closing up yeah and i'm like yo like i'm going like and i, te- I remember texting my mum because basically the hotel the guy put me in was shit so i booked my own hotel and no one knew where I was. So I had to text her like, yo, because, you know, let's be real, not to be whatever, but you can go missing. Over yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just one of them places. You can go, you go missing, bro. And my heart is just fucking fit and I'm sweating buckets. And I'm feeling the idea of fighting it. And I saw all these flashes of going in my head. And I had this weird thought in my head that when I was young, if you would have told me when I was 22 that I was going to die in a hotel in Bangkok, I would have gone at 27. I would have gone, ah, fuck yeah, but, I just had this idea that I didn't want to die, but I can't stop myself and that I'm not ready to go, but there's nothing I can do about it. And I wasn't at peace with it. Do you know what I'm saying? And that was the horrifying part is the fact that you feel like you're dying, but there's no peace. There's no good feeling. There's no, it's like, okay, this is my time. Let's Mm -hmm. go. I just felt like I, I didn't want to go. So I blacked out, woke up in like a puddle of my own sweat. And I've gone to the hospital and then the guy's like, yeah, I think you got influenza. But I made sure I got all these, like, I got fucking, I got STI checks, I got everything. And the guy's like, I don't know. Gone back to my hotel, still feeling fucked up, blacked out again, went back to the hospital. And then the doctor's like, nah, we'll put you in a room. They put me in a room and the doctor's coming the next day and she goes, basically put this mask on. You have measles, you have influenza too. And your lungs have hemorrhaged. Oh my god! So my my whole lungs are filling up with blood, and Jesus. it was just and they they put me in this quarantine, where they put me in this little room in Bangkok. So none of the nurses speak English, and I can't express to them how I feel. Like I'm burning up, and I remember I had this dream that I'm in hell, and it's sort of like you know that scene in the Matrix where it's like they're in like they're having a party in like the big cave, yeah, yeah. Thing. It felt like that, but it was like a jungle rave. Oh, wow. So it was just jungle music playing, like, do, 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 that jungle. And it's just sweat. And like, it was so vivid. I could feel the heat on my skin where I was just, where my lungs are hemorrhaging. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so hot that I've basically, I'm, I'm, I've started getting, what's the, what's the word called? Um, delusion. Uh, Is it delusional? Uh, you know what I'm talking about though, right? I know what you're The word, about. right? Yeah. Yeah. Hallucinations. That's why I'm doing that. That's why I get hallucinations. And the doctor, so when I asked the doctor, she was like, nah, nah, you, you're fine. And then someone had to fly over to come bring me back. And the doctor said to them, like, look, you know, he would have he died if he didn't come. He would have gone because his lungs were hemorrhaging too much. And uh, he would have, he, he wouldn't have made it. If he would have stayed another couple of nights, he wouldn't have made it. And uh, yeah, that fucked me up, man. Like that really, yeah. like, you know. And then I got home and I couldn't see, like I went blind. And the reason I went blind was is because I was so dehydrated that my uh, cornea is cracked. Like, that's how, I, I think I lost, in like a, in a week or that, I probably lost like a stone away. And then I took a week off and I went to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fucking gig, baby. You know, you got a gig, innit? <laughs> and I went to Australia, man. I was so fucking ill. I started getting chest infection. I slept the whole flight there. Wow. What, so you so you imagined hell as like the Matrix revolutions or yeah. in a cave with jungle music. I mean, yeah, that's so bad. Music. No, it doesn't sound bad at all, but it was just this weird, yeah, it was just like this jungle rain. It was just so hot. Right, it was so hot. That's why you knew it was hell. Yeah, there's no water. We might not have been hell. We might have just been a fucking sick jungle rave. might have just been a sick squat rave than that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying, but like squat rave in hell. That's so interesting. So what do you think happens when you die now? What do you, how do you Uh, you think? I don't know, you know, like I sort of, I, I sort of play with many ideas. Like I don't, I don't believe in no sort of, organized religion mm-hmm. like any anything abrahamic or anything like that i believe that the sort of the, the the facts of what happens to you 
for me is sort of comfort enough. The fact that I die and I go back into the earth mm-hmm. and then I make life again. That, that for me gives me comfort enough. Like, I don't think I need to go somewhere with pearly gates and white flowers while I see my mm-hmm. grandma again. Like, you know, but the fact that I, I go in the ground and I make life again, you know what I'm saying? And truly just carry on with the cycle of what this is, is yeah. sort of enough for me. Yeah, I think, I think you know, you just, you, just, you just go back to wherever you came from, really. And that's it. Amazing. You know, yeah. you live this life as much as you can, then you fucking, then you, then you go and that's it. It's not fucking about, you know what I mean? I, let's say uh, I like that after all. So that's too deep for this podcast. My bad. No, no, no. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, I was you wondering. Told her. You're like, sorry, no, sorry, not at all. You're like, all right, well, not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I just like that. That after all your travels of the world with extremist groups, your um, your view of death is the same as a racist saying, "Go back to where you came from." Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> so basically, what happens is I go back to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I go back to Africa and I take my taxes over there. No, nah, but I just think you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. That's beautiful. What, what I will ask you, what I will say is, you may be disappointed to find there is a heaven actually, and your well, grandma is there. Oh, oh, that, I mean, you know, good news. Uh, all my grandmas are alive, actually. W- well, th- this one is. <laughs> uh, oh, I got more news for you. <laughs> haven't heard it's a it's a heck of a day anyway this heaven's great you'll love it lots of good gigs no flu or measles or exploding lungs but in this heaven they want to know about your life but they want to know about your life through films and the first thing they want to ask you is what is the first film you remember seeing the first film i remember seeing is a bootleg pirate video yes please of aladdin nice and I remember it was pirate, so it's sort of the picture. And back in the day, VHS pirates, they ain't like the pirates now. Yeah. These were VHS pirates, so the quality was Was it like filmed in a cinema? No, like no, 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 no. It wasn't, it wasn't filmed in a cinema. Like, it was sort of just like duplicated. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because this was yeah. maybe, fuck, this was, I was maybe free, so the film probably had just come out. But to buy the original VHS would have cost you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? That, that would have been maybe 10 yeah. quid. Yeah. Yeah. More. 10, 15 pounds, 20 quid. Yeah. We didn't have that. So you could get the three pound one. And what it would be is it would probably just be someone who got the original tape and duplicated it so much yeah. that the picture quality went terrible. And then photocopied the picture, right? And slipped that in the sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photocopied that. You got damn right, bro. You got damn yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because back in the day, how my grandma used to... Like, my grandma had mad videos, and the videos yeah, would be that she just recorded the movie on TV. Yeah. So you'd get the VHS, yeah. and you record the movie on TV. So sometimes she would forget to press stop on the record, so you have all them old adverts. Oh, great. So it'd be like, buy the Citroen 1 and shit, and it would just be like, it would be weird <laughs> to watch all these old adverts of all these, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, and like my, so my grandma would have all these videos of where she recorded movies on the VHS. Do you have siblings? Or are you only child? Yeah, I've got, uh, got three sisters, yeah. Oh, wow. Which, which order are you? Where do you I'm fit the sec- in? I'm the second. So were you watching Aladdin with your sister, older sister? Yeah, my older sister, yeah. I was watching Aladdin with my older sister, yeah. Because my mum my worked a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would be at my grandma's and my grandma's would come to my house. Like, she basically, like, every day I saw my grandma, like, you know, she kind of raised us and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but my, yeah, so I was watching Aladdin at my grandma's was probably like my first memory. Man, we watched that video to the fucking bitch fell apart, man. That's all you would do is watch that video, bro. Oh, we watched that bitch till it fell apart, man. That's just nice. every day. Bah, bah. Always <laughs> sticking that tape in. Oh, we watch it and we just hit that rewind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It weren't like DVD was instant. You had to yeah. hold that bitch down. You know what I'm saying? Was, yeah. Man, we watched the hell out of that tape, man. Yeah, but no, that was, that was, that was probably my first one. That's not a bad first one. What's the film? Yeah. That made you cry the most. Are you a crier, Jamali? Nah, I don't. Do you know what? I don't cry at films. Mm. Like my mum is a mad. Like my mum will like con- Like I saw my mum cry so much in my life from movies that her tears mean nothing anymore. Like I'm desensitized to my mum's tears. Like it's just she. But all she did was cry at films. Yeah, and I just never really got it. There's a couple of films that like I saw had that man. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a bit. You know, <laughs> and the one that did it for me lately which is a weird one, was Logan. 
Oh, yeah. You know the film Logan? But that bit where he goes, when he's like, he's dying, and then he just goes, oh, this is what it feels like. Man, that shit, that shit got me. I didn't cry, but I was, it, it really got to me, man. Like, I don't know what it, because the film was so dank well, the whole time. You've been there. You've fucking been there. I've been there. I've been there. I know what it feels like. But it's just like the film as well. Is there's something about, how can I put this without sounding so it's because it's hard to justify what I'm saying. There's something about, because that character is one of my favourite type of characters to watch. Like, I love the sort of the, and I'm not even into Westerns that much, but that sort of cowboy motif. I like the anti-hero. I like the guy who does things wrong but has a good heart. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that hero, for, like, my favourite comic book hero is Punisher. Like, I just, right, right. I love, do you know what I'm saying? Though I love that that character. Like, that character just always, like, got to me like you know i love preach i like jesse custer from preacher I like i love those characters that sort of anti-heroes and you know sort of like you know what i'm saying get the job done and they might do some wrong but you know their heart's in the right mm-hmm. place and to sort of have that storyline and then at the end this sort of man's man you know what i'm saying breaks down because he's dying but he finally finds that feeling that he's been looking for but can't let himself have and only in yeah. his final moments, it just fucking that shit just got to me, man. And she turns yeah. that she turns that cross into the X. Yeah. Oh my god, that film's a masterpiece. That film is fucking brilliant. It's so it, good. I think that's one of the best yeah. superhero films ever made, personally. Like, and sure. people always say to me, "What?" I go, "Man, that yeah, film yeah. is beginning to end just fucking." And it's like you know, it's a bad film when they release the noir version. You know what I'm saying, bro? That's some artistic shit, bro. When they have to release it in black and white for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that's how you know. So but that true. shit was just—that shit's like a cold western, man. That shit was yeah. just like you know the action's great, storyline's great. You know what I'm saying? It's got enough of that—not cheese, but it's got enough of that superhero-y kind of thing that you like. I like in my superhero films. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a big comic book guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I love all that type of stuff. But it just—it was such a unique take on a character that's so known. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you cry in real life? Or just don't cry. I haven't cried in a long, long time. Still, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not like one of them dudes who are like I don't cry. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like I've I've had some, you know, experiences where I have. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie, but I don't. I don't. It's not my go-to emotion. No. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Mm-hmm. What about fear? What's the film that scared you the most? Do you like being scared and do you get scared? Do you know what film... Do you know, I'm not a big fan of horrors. The one film I remember when I was a kid, because basically I was at my dad's mum's now, so it's my other grandma, and it's basically around my grandma's house, there'd be all of our cousins would be there, because I've got, like, on my dad's side, my family's huge. Like, I've got, like, I think I've got, like, maybe 30 first cousins. Wow. And all of them have kids, and then some of them have kids. Do you know what I'm saying? So I've come from a big family on my dad's side. My dad's got like seven, I think my dad's got six sisters and three brothers and jammy. And they've all got three, four kids and shit. And so all of my cousins would be at my grandma's little house and that. And I remember it was late, late. It must have been, I mean, I say late. I'm I'm, 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 so say I'm about seven, eight. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I say late, it's probably like maybe 10, 30. I remember they put exorcist on. Man, that shit. Fuck me up, man. Exorcist. And another film that another thing that fucked me up was the Goosebumps movie. <laughs> that yes. shit fucked me up, man. That doll, 
And I know this isn't a movie, but the Goosebumps TV show, there's one episode of Goosebumps that I couldn't watch today. That's how scary it was. It was like this girl, she gets transplanted into a snow globe. And oh, when she gets it. into the snow globe, it's like this normal town. But everyone just has pig masks on and they don't say anything. They just chase her. Right? Fuck and the whole, the whole half an hour is this girl just running for her life while these people with pig masks just ominously look at her and just start running. Bro, that <laughs> messed me up, man. It's the fact that they don't say nothing. Yeah. It's just they just see her and they all have these really messed up pig masks and they just bah, and they start chasing her down the That's road. Horrific. And then she's just running. This, bah, bah, and it's just her. It's just, a, it's just a white girl running for half an hour. And it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life, man. <laughs> what is the film that people don't like? It's not critically acclaimed, but you love it unconditionally. You think everyone's an idiot. There's a thing called Love Don't Cost a Thing, right? And it's got Nick Cannon. And Christine Milian, right? And Steve Harvey plays the dad, yeah? When I tell you this film, I love this film. So it's 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 the basic premise of the guy who's in high school, Nick Cannon, who's obviously 30 at the time, is in high school. And he's like a nerdy kid. And then he basically pays Christine Milian, who's like the popular girl, to like pretend to be his girlfriend so he can become more popular or something like that. But obviously she falls in love. Yeah, but obviously she falls. Man, I don't know what it is about that film, but I love that film, man. Like, <laughs> it just, I just, I just love it. I remember one time I was with my boy, yeah, and we're too good. I said to him, "Yo, bro, you ever seen Love Don't Cost a Thing?" He goes, "Bro, I fucking love that film, bro." Like we both, <laughs> we both were like, "What? You like that film too?" Yeah. <laughs> that's it was great. like we both keeping it so secret that like, we love this film, bro. We love that. He goes, "Bro, that film's sick, though. That film's sick." So Love Don't Cost a Thing with Christy Milian and Nick Cannon. Honestly, it. probably one of the, you know, there's a few, there's a, because I'm not really into romantic stuff films. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got burnt on that. I remember the, uh, not that long ago, a girl made me watch Notebook. Yeah. That film, yeah, is one of the most depressing fucking films I have ever seen in my life. I hated that film. I was mad at her for showing me that. I was like, why would you show me this, bro? This is so, you're telling me they died. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying, bro? They're so hurt that she can't remember. She got, bro, it was, that film was so scary. I Googled Alzheimer's. I Googled how not to get Alzheimer's. That's how much that film from me. <laughs> I was Googling how to prevent dementia. That's the film that scared you the most. The fucking yeah, that film, yeah, that film. That film made me, yeah. Do you know what? Let me go back on that one. Yeah. No book scared me the most. Like, I've never had a film that made me Google how not to get dementia. Bro, I'm out here eating goji berries now out of fear <laughs> that I'm going to lose my memories. <laughs> I'm going to lose my memories, bro. Like, that's so terrifying. But, um, what, what was the question? Yeah, sorry. Love Don't Cost a Thing. You're passing yeah, love around don't. Love Don't Cost a Thing like it's a porno to your mates. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Love <laughs> yeah, Love Don't Cost a Thing. It's not like, because in terms of romantic films, it's not my favourite. Because there's one, there's one character in a romantic film or a love interest that I think is so underrated i think it's the best depiction of a love interest in any film ever made right and to this day i'm pissed you never won an oscar right mini driver in goodwill hunting is mm. the best love interest in a film ever made and you can't no one can no one can change my mind on that but she is in that film yeah. she plays the perfect role like she plays that role perfectly like there is no there is no love interest that i was so rooting for in that That's film okay, just in, 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 yeah. in any any other film like that love interest is like because she was funny she was because sm- well, sometimes I watch a film and I see the love interest and I'm like are you trying to make me buy into the fact that the woman that don't matter about all the hardships you would go through but you'd still be with her like I don't buy into it because I'm like she's just kind of yeah but that her in that film and it's not because she's a beautiful woman it's not about even her looks it's just the personality oozes out of that role. You know what I'm saying? She mm-hmm. beats Christy Million. If Christy Million it was in Love Don't Cost a Thing, it would you would have had if Mini Muppet Driver poster, was in, you would have yeah. had that poster. <laughs> I'm loving this. Was the film that you used to love, but you watched it recently and you do not like it anymore? Street Fighter the movie. Great answer. The perfect answer. When I was that. a kid, there mm-hmm. weren't a better film than Street Fighter the movie. I was like, yo, 
this film is so bad, yeah. Like you yeah. got the you got the gut with the light. Bro, I loved that mm-hmm. film when I was a kid. And I watched it recently. I'm like, yo, this is honestly probably the worst film ever made. But when I was a kid, that was that was a great film, a perfect film. Yeah, really good. You know what I'm saying? Kylie, Kylie, is it Van Damme? Yeah, Van Damme, Kylie Minogue, Kylie. and a bunch of actors. Oh, um, there's one guy where if you saw his face, you'd recognize him, but I can't remember his name. He plays um. He plays the the last boss. He plays the big boss. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. yeah but like, that. man, and you see Blanca. Blanca's like the green. The guy does mm. the electricity. His character looks fucking awful in that movie, man. Like the makeup is terrible. And that was that like, big budget too. That wasn't yeah. a low budget movie. You know what I'm saying? But that that film's probably, I think, one of the one of the films that, as a youth, I loved it. And I think mm. that you know, it's one of them films where you would love it in your youth, but as you get older, you kind yeah. of just go, man, you this is just... Yeah, you, you kind of, you look for different things at that point, you know what I'm saying? What's the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily the film itself is any good, but because the experience you had seeing it will always make it special to you. I'd probably say 8 Mile. Yeah. I'll say 8 Mile for one reason, and there's another reason where I know it's like, it's, I'm more conflicted about it because of just, like, who's in it. Because mm-hmm. it's one of them weird things. Well, at first I say eight mile because I remember when I was a youth, one of the things I would do as a kid is when I'd go to my dad's on the weekend, he would we would go Hackney Marsh, Hackney Market, and we would buy a video, like a pirate video. Yeah. And he would go back to his house and he would make us fried chicken or lasagna or ro- like he, the only things he would make is spaghetti bolognese, fried chicken or lasagna. And mm-hmm. as we got older, we realized Delicious. because they were cheap to make. But back then we fucking loved it, like. Yeah, I'd go to that restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd watch a video. And I remember 8 Mile was the one I always wanted to watch. Like, oh, bad, yo, can you watch 8 Mile? Can you watch 8 Mile? Like, I remember just that time. It kind of reminds me of that time. And another film that kind of resonated with me a lot when I saw it, but it's kind of one of them things now, is because it's got um, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. So I understand the context of that. But, yeah. you know, just if we're just talking about just the film alone, you know, yeah, um, it would be, if I was being honest, it would be American Beauty. Right. Like, I remember watching that young i remember i got fucking baked man i was like so high when i watched it and i remember my college tutor was like yo watch this film in it and it was just that there was something that resonated with me about a guy who had stuff but said fuck it i don't want this life anymore Mm. you know what i'm saying like this isn't for me anymore and i don't know what it was that resonated with me but it's just that thing of like even though this is what everyone's telling me i want i don't want this Mm. you know what i'm saying i just remember that storyline really hitting me and really just that sort of that freeness of him being like nah, i don't want it but this is this is this is what everyone tells you they want i don't want it yeah. you know what i'm saying i think there's yeah. something real freeing about that and it was something that really hit me when i saw that i was like fuck man that's like you know what i'm saying i really i really thought that was real deep like you know what i mean yeah yeah i love that what's yeah. the film you most relate to sure it's, it sounds crazy Mm-hmm. But and I, my life wasn't like that. But there's real elements of kids, right. the film kids, that I kind of get. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just that sort of like being young and trying to be a man or what you think a man is. You know what I'm saying? Especially around your friends and sort of how you view things and sort of like trying to deal with adult things, but still with an adolescent mind. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying though? So you're yeah. trying to deal with these real adult things that are coming at you in life when sort of when you when you grow up certain ways or in certain places adult situations come to you a lot earlier than people that grow up in other places you know Mm. you're sort of exposed to a lot a lot earlier so you have to deal with those concepts and those you know those those not hurdles but those themes in life that are going to come at you whether it be you know um you know sex violence all these type of things and how you got to deal with that, but then also you're a kid. And that kind of, you know, and it kind of reminds me of, you know, late night beer with my friends and sort of really, you know, like, I mean, one, one, one thing that really resonates, like one thing I remember when I watched that film, it, a real coming to age moment for my life was the first day I just roamed the streets. We had nowhere to go. We had yeah. nothing to do, but we left the house at 12. And we weren't yeah. coming back to 10. And that was the whole day. We're just yeah. bopping up and down streets. Yo, wait, yo, let's go knock around and see if he's home. Boom, we go knock around his house. You coming out? Yeah, he's coming out. Boom, he's joined now. Let's go hit the park. We go park. Who are we going to see? Oh, we see some people there. We go smoke yeah. a joint. Boom. And just the whole day, just roaming the streets. 
Like that was such a coming to age moment for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, just walking. Yeah, I really know street. what you're saying. It's so exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting, and it's just yeah. you know, the, and it felt like it was you know it's like summer. It's the summer. It just the whole work, the whole day feels like a possibility. Where now everything's so organized in my life. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I know I have this at two, and then I gotta go and. Boom, and I've got to tidy up my flat because I've got some delivery. Do you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. I've got to pay yeah. my bills. I've got to make this call. I've got to have this meeting. Where back then, it was just a wide open day. And you just put on your trainers and you just, boom, you set out. That's it. And, it's, and that's kind of like the theme of kids where yeah. you've got all this wide open thing. But also with the backdrop of you've got to deal with a lot of, you know, concepts and adult themes that your brain can't comprehend but has to, you know. Yeah. And I think that that film kind of resonated with me a lot. Brilliant. Right. What is? Here we go. Let's hope it's not the same answer. What's the yeah. sexiest film you ever saw? I would say the first time I saw Cameron Diaz in Mask. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Cameron Diaz in Mask yeah, is unbelievable. Man, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Was she was. I remember just thinking that woman is. I remember the yeah. Always fat, you know, because you 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 would fancy girls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she's cute. She's a. But that was the first woman I went. That that woman was beautiful in that film. Just you know what I'm saying, though. It's one of the great entrances in cinema history. Cameron Diaz yeah. in the mask. Yeah, Cameron Diaz mask. Even do you know what? Like I don't know the names of the films, but the films that would come on late night on Channel Five. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that old school Channel Five? I know 5 the films. films. Yeah, I man, know the they films were sexy fucking films, but that, them yeah. films were there too. They were early wanking, bro, and you had to like, and you had to go through a whole storyline because you could come, bro. I'm telling you, bro, there'll be a whole storyline and shit, and you'd have to like have the TV in my room, and I would, I would like turn the TV down. I'd go outside see if you could hear it from the outside, so I had like enough that I could <laughs> hear sorry. it, but you can't hear it from the door. Yeah, and you'd have like the you'd have your backup channel just in case someone comes. Enough volume that you, that you can follow the story. You need to follow. Yeah, the story. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And then you had the backup channel, but yeah, dumb films, but also like Cameron Diaz. I would say um, Karma Electra when she's in a good burger. Yes. You know, yes, that was, the, she was bad. Oh, uh, man, yeah, man. I think they, they were those films where I'm mm. like, yo, these girls are bad as hell, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying they were so bad. There's a subcategory to this question. Troubling bonus, yeah. worrying why dons. Film you mm-hmm. found arousing that you weren't sure you should. Yeah, so I'm trying to think about this one, actually. Mm. I, I just, the mum and Adam's family. Morticia, yeah, the mum, yeah, lovely. That that's probably, but it's like it's meant to be this weird kind of gothy vampire woman. But they're a very sexy couple, Morticia and Gomez. They're, yeah, they're fucking all the time, and they're madly in love. Yeah, all right, Winnie the Pooh. Okay, thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Winnie the Pooh not wearing no trousers. Just kind of thank you, thank you, Jamali. That's now now you're getting it. Uh, what is objectively objectively the greatest film if if this is the answer that you get a lot i'll give you another one because i've got two that i think for different reasons i would say objectively a film that's perfect beginning to end is goodfellas you can have that because i love it yeah beginning to end there is no fat because it's it's like as a comedian the best way i can explain it you ever see someone do a joke it's like gary delaney's joke Mm-hmm. I hired an, you know, I got an escort, filled it with diesel. Now she's dead. There's, there's literally no fat in that joke. Just um, every word yeah. and everything is for a purpose, and there's no fucking about. And it's like that for me. That film, every scene is perfect. Every actor is great. Every music choice, it's just beginning to end. One of the most perfect films ever made. I think it's just there's no boring points. There's no lulls. And it's a long film too. It's not short. It's like two hours something. I know, it's two and a half hours. I don't know if you know this, but me and Nish Kumar have uh, pitched a game show called Good Luck Not Watching Goodfellas. And it's where we sit, contestants come on and they need to do something, but we put on Goodfellas at any point in the, in the film. That's funny. And they have to try and not watch Goodfellas. That's funny. Goodfellas is one of them films where no matter what I'm doing, if I'm flicking over, it could be any time. I could be, there's been times where I'm about yeah. to go to sleep and you know, you're flicking over before and there's Goodfellas and it's 45 minutes in and I'm watching yeah. the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you could. Like I haven't seen the beginning and I'm watching the whole fucking yeah. thing. Even the bit, you know, the helicopters are chasing him and he's doing the cut. Co- well, I love that, that film so much, man. What, what was that. your other one? What was your Warriors. backup? Oh, nice. 
yeah, Warriors. I think Warriors. You can have good fellas though. You can have good fellas because yeah. it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. What is the film you can or have watched the most over and over again? Shaun of the Dead. Nice. I've, I've watched that film so many times, man. Like I've seen that film. It's always the go-to film for me if I'm like, you know, if I'm chilling, you know, if I'm smoking with a friend mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I'll put something on TV, I'll put Shaun of the Dead. If I'm, uh, if I'm with a girl and if I'm like, what's that? I'm like, watch Shaun of the Dead. Do you know what I'm saying? It's such a go-to film for me. Nice. That it's one of them films that like it's just always a it's just always a film that I go to man. For whatever reason, I really love that film. I think it's yeah. like because I love zombies. Like zombies is one of my favorite genres. People of that sort of yeah people, but like that's one of my favorite genres. Like I love you know Evil Dead and Dawn of the Dead. Like I love them shits and that film just really has such a nice take on it and it's just you know it's like funny and you know that's, that's probably my go to film. You can have that. We don't like to be negative, so we'll be fairly quick. What's the worst film you ever saw? Do you know what? I had to actually, this girl showed me this film and I had to actually ask her what the name of this film was. So let me get it up. The Holy Mountain. (laughs) I fucking hate that film. Have you seen it? No, I don't know what it is. It's a real, it's a real art house film. It's a proper art house film. And it's regarded as like people, like people go, oh my God, it's a masterpiece. And it's, Honestly, one of the worst fucking films I've ever seen in my life, man. Like, I don't mind. Like, I like art house films. So I'll go. To, I'm that guy who will go picture house or Genesis and sit yeah. there and watch a film about you know two Hasidic Jews playing chess and you know what I'm saying like for three hours. Like, I'll do that. Like, I enjoy that. But it's just like such a sort of self wank fest. And people, if people know this film, they're gonna fucking tweet me abuse for this. But it's like <laughs> you know, it's like it's like this guy. He's like a thief, but he looks like Jesus and the alchemist. And he's, he represents one of the cards of the tarot. And he's in this dirt. And then he meets a dwarf that has no legs and no arms who represents something else. And they go okay. and, and all the people are sort of standing in like a crucifix to represent. And it's just like, oh, my God. And she was so looking forward to showing me this. And I was like, this is honestly one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. I hated every second of that film, man. Was that yeah. a girlfriend showed you that? Was that on a date? Nah, day? nah, it's just a girl. Oh, right. opinion, but did yeah, you break up after that? Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's the reason we. That's the reason she didn't become my girlfriend. Genuinely, it was all going good until she showed me that fucking pile of shit. I get it. I fucking get it. <laughs> what is the? You're in comedy. You're very funny. What's the funniest? What's the film that made you laugh the most? I'd say Pineapple Express really made me laugh. But I know nice. that's one you heard. Um, Stir crazy great answer stir crazy is just like i and it's like and i know richard pryor and gene wilder didn't like each other didn't they but that's quite no nah, the panda they really fucking hate each other yeah oh, gene wilder wow. hated i think gene wilder hated that richard pryor was a cokehead who was crazy yeah. and gene wilder didn't like i mean and richard pryor didn't like that gene wilder was his square who he was too good for everyone or something like that but like Gene Wilder wrote about how he hated him and they and Richard oh, yeah. hated him. But they were just such a good comedy team. But that's why they're good together, because that's their parts. That's why they're kind of good together. Yeah. Well, I think it I think it's also the thing of like, you know, um Penn and Teller, the yeah. the, the yeah. they yeah. don't talk off stage. I know, it's so weird. They're famous they're famous for not being friends. Like they go, yeah. We like each other, but we don't hang out. I don't yeah. talk to his wife. She don't talk to my... And I think that's probably why Gene Wilder, because they wasn't so wrapped up in friendship, they could tell each other, that's not funny. Do it this way. That's not... You know what I'm saying? Like, you can sort of be a bit more honest with someone who's not your friend. Because, you know, we work in the game. You know what it's like when you're working with one of your friends and you kind of go, hey, man, could you... You know what I mean? But, like, you could just be so brutal and that. But that... But stir crazy, man. When they're in the prison... And it's, you know, it's just it's like Richard Pryor trying to tell him how to walk to not, to not, to not basically get raped is one of the funniest fucking, man, and that film always does it for me. I think Gene Wilder is one of the underrated comedy actors. He's incredible. You know, he's such a good comedy actor. And I think people give him Jews, but they don't give him Jews to actually not enough. how funny yeah. he was as a comedy actor. Like, you know, because, you know, even, I remember my grandma's, said to me man you gotta watch she always told me oh you're gonna you gotta watch you want to watch real comedy because i used to watch keenan and kel mm-hmm. and she goes that's not funny that's not funny the real real funny is 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 young frankenstein that's real comedy 
I said, man, get out here with that young Frank. Bro, I put on young Frank. Oh, my God, man. That changed everything. Like, that film. Oh, my God. Gene Wilder in that film. It's just so funny, man. So Such a funny film, man. Like, just... And it's, it's so hard to write comedy like that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Where it's so punchy, but not repetitive. And it's just... Everything's a gag, but it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but done so classy. I love yeah. that, man. And there's joy. I always think that those films, like there's joy in them. Like there's some magic to it, which is, I don't know how to describe it, but they're with the light. Do you know what I mean? Like they have yeah. joy in their eyes, in their... Yeah, yeah. It looks like they're it's... actually enjoying doing what they're doing yeah. and they're enjoying being funny. Because I think, you know, comedy is quite draining and it's hard to keep on enjoying it sometimes. You know what mm. I mean? And so people get so much enjoyment from it. But, uh, you know, to when you see them doing it and it looks like they're having fun doing it, yeah. you know, the script's good. And it's just like perfect. You know, there's, there's certain times in, in life where things just have a perfect storm. And yeah, I think yeah. that's their moments. And there was a couple of other guys that liked that for me, like Leslie Nielsen from Aeroplane. Yeah. Just such a funny man. Do you know what I'm saying? No, and that's such a rare thing where he's just funny. There's no... There's no if buts are wise about it, there's some people in this world where they're just funny fucking people, man. And that yeah. guy, man, Leslie knew, man, that guy always made me laugh. Even when he does like older roles, you know, him, there's another guy, uh, John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon, he was a black comedic actor. He, he was in, um, he was the voice of the granddad in Boondocks. He, oh, was, right. in Fr- he was in Friday, where he plays okay. the dad. You know the guy who plays the dad? Where he goes, you yeah. come here, you eat my pig feet, you eat my boom, boom. That guy is just uh, every uh, film he's in. He's in Boomerang, where he wears this right. big suit with all these with all these um, mushrooms on it, and it's just everything this guy's in. He's just even he's even in that um, Soul Plane film, which isn't a good film. But he's, he's so funny. Like there's a bit where he thinks he's like he plays a blind guy and he thinks he's like fingering a woman, but he's fingering a hot potato. And he goes into the bathroom and he goes, stinky pinky. And it's just like funny, man. Like, it's just like funny shit. It's just funny, man. Him, I'll say Bernie Mac was a funny comedian actor. Like, them guys, mate, there's one bit, you know, there's like little lines. I love, I just love lines in films. Like, you know, Mm. there's one bit where, I think it's Friday, where he asks to hit the joint. He He plays a pastor and he asks to smoke the joint. And they're like, he goes, go, ain't you a pastor? He goes, that's nah, for my cataract, my cataract. And the way he just <laughs> says cataract is one of the funny, you know, and it's just guys like that where I just like look up to in awe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Led, you know, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor in the Stir Crazy definitely does that for me, you know, is one of the Fucking funniest great. things I've ever made. you've been yeah. wonderful. You've been fascinating, funny, brilliant. However, when you were in uh, Taskmaster and... Hmm you did it with minimal effort um yes. as you know there's a rabid following of the show and yeah. you were walking through the streets of reading yeah uh, taskmaster had been on a few weeks and yeah. uh, you were annoyed with yourself because when you did that tweet saying uh, doing with minimal effort you were being you were joking because you actually put quite of a course. lot of effort in but yeah, these people didn't understand that and mm-hmm. they're in the car They've been circling the area for quite some time looking for you, these massive Greg Davies fans. And um, mm. they see you Absolutely. just walking. You're just roaming like kids. And uh, one of them pulls out a gun and shoots you to death. Fucking hell. Yeah. To death, and, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shot you me to death. To death. <laughs> yeah. Shoots you to death many, many times. And uh, I'm walking around Reading. You know what I'm like got a coffin with me i'm looking for looking for jamali where's, where's, i haven't seen jamali for a while not since taskmaster's been on telly is he all right i see you in the street you've been shot to death yeah to <laughs> and death. there's 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 blood everywhere foxes have had a go at your body Fuck. yeah uh they've really gone to town and because of the pandemic it's not many people on the streets it's just your your body's been ravaged by street foxes and stuff Great. and I come along like fucking hell, man. I I knew you shouldn't have done that tweet. You should have been more sincere. I knew that was a risk. Yeah. Uh, but these things happen. That's Taskmaster for you. You're not the first um, mm. drive-by shooting from Taskmaster. Mm. Um, anyway, so I try and put you in this coffin, but there's a lot more of you than I was expecting because the foxes have left drop-ins. You know, you've you've got maggots. There's just more stuff. So I have to chop mm. you up 
to chop you up with an axe. Like a donner. <laughs> I have to chop you up like a donner. And I'll uh, stuff you in the coffin, right? Stuff you in the coffin. Yeah. There's more of you than I was expecting. The coffin's absolutely jammed, right? Mm. There's only enough room in this coffin to slide one DVD in the side with you. If you just take across to the other side, and on the other side, it's movie night every night, and one night it's your movie night. What film are you showing everyone in heaven when it's your movie night? Jamali, go. Green Street. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we're watching Green Street for the rest of our lives. <sighs> Fucking hell. I'm just just for that, just for that, just for that, just for that opening scene, just for that closing scene when it's like they're fighting and it's just music playing. <laughs> love that scene and there's another scene which I love is when he got when um, <laughs> when he's talking and then he goes um, when you realise you're not made of glass life opens up fucking perfect Green Street <laughs> this is the first time I might have to send someone back uh, <laughs> <laughs> Riley Maddox you've been brilliant is there anything other than Taskmaster which I believe is out when this podcast comes out, is there anything else you would like to tell people to look out for or listen to or anything? Yeah, I'm going to be back on tour. Um, yeah? I'll be back on tour in two, next year. I'll be on tour early next right. year. Um, I'm also going to... I mean, I've got some old podcast episodes of a podcast I did called The Breakdown where we've got like Student Lee, Scrupulous Pip, a bunch yeah. of people, like Reggie Yates did it. I've um, heard that. So it was really good. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. So that's out. Um, yeah, I'm going to be starting a new podcast soon. I'm just waiting on some things to come together. But yeah, I'm, you know, social media and stuff. Mostly it's the tour. I just need to fucking get this tour together. Okay. And that's it really, man. Well, thank you. You've been wonderful. Have a lovely death. You too, Good boy. day to you. Bye-bye. So that was episode 139. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 20, 25 minutes of chat, secrets and video with Jamali and go to Apple Podcasts if you can. Give us a five-star rating and write about the film that means the most to you and why. It's a lovely thing to read and it does help numbers and it means that Maureen can keep drinking craft beer. Thank you so much to Jamali for giving me his time. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. And thank you all for listening. Come and join me next week where I'll have another amazing guest... And you're going to love them too. So that is it for now. In the meantime, have a lovely week. And please, now more than ever, be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind. Sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more. Online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.